Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the football cast. Today is going to be me and Kostoska. Hello. And we're going to be talking about the big debate. Are Arsenal a better team than Tottenham now? Obviously, I think that Tottenham are better than Arsenal. But Oscar, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I think that uh, Arsenal are the better club. Yeah, so so yeah, so that is um, what, what uh, our views are. And I think we're going to get straight into the episode by talking a bit about recent results. Obviously, it's sort of an overall, but we're going to sort of use form basis a bit, mainly this season, last season, that sort of context. So I'm going to start talking about Tottenham Hotspur. Obviously, February fixtures, we saw some great games from Tottenham. Obviously, this is where it really started to go wrong. Uh, Leeds United, we got off, we, we we started fairly well, beating Brighton 3-1 um, in the FA Cup. So we got to the fifth round. And so that does show we can progress cup senses and we can progress using cup tactics and stuff like that. But this is when it started to fall apart in the Premier League. Now, we saw really patchy form and these two games at home were crucial on the Wednesday and Sunday of February, first Wednesday and Sunday of February. We saw Tottenham Hotspur lose to Southampton 3-2 in the nick of time and we saw Wolves dominate us 3-2. This is where it really went wrong for Tottenham and Conte. Um, The system was the same and it just didn't work Um, and that's where it just wasn't very good and so you know it needs to be improved and so that's what we did that's exactly what we did we took it to the Etihad and won 3-2 an excellent performance from Harry Kane who is probably back on form at his best now some good goals from Kulisevsky we saw the first of him really and then Son as well combining well um, and then Kane obviously scoring the last minute to bring back from Mahrez scoring the last minute so that's so that's some excellent um, result for Tottenham but then we fall off again this is how this is what Oscar was talking about with inconsistency is about Tottenham Hotspur um, they just can't keep it going for more than a game because we saw, we lost again out to Burnley 1-0 it's just so bad it's just a downright bad loss and this is where you know you're starting to doubt the manager you know three losses in five isn't great and for a club that's aiming for top four so this is where we really messed it up but we finished on a bang Leeds United 4-0 away and that was excellent and then obviously our most um, two most recent fixtures have been Middlesbrough again inconsistency at extra time inconsistent but we did come back with a 5-0 win. So this does show that Tottenham can come back from losses. They can come back from defeats. And we don't always go on big slumps of games. So yes, we may be inconsistent, but we do have the quality to turn it around. Yeah, now, um, you know, extremely um, inconsistent. As you said, three losses in five. However, Arsenal seem to be... uh managing some uh, a sense of consistency you know in january we we ended january with a bad result a goalless draw to burnley very disappointing burnley at home that sh- sh- that should be a win you know so i was very disappointed with that but arteta he he talked to the players he said right if you want to get top four we have to do this this and this and the players started performing Okay, we got a, a great win away from home at Wolves. And then we um, got a win at home to Brentford. And then Lacazette, okay, in the last minute against Wolves at home to really set our, our top four hopes alive, um, really. And then our, our latest um, fixture, a 3-2 win to Watford. You know, this is showing consistency. 
Okay, out of our last five games, we've won four and um, drawn one. And that's showing a sense of consistency. Whereas I'm looking at Tottenham and I think it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, very inconsistent, really. W- one week the wheels are coming off and the next week that they look, um, Tottenham look like Barcelona. And um, Tottenham have a great manager, a great sporting director, great players in the likes of Harry Kane and Hume and so on. But if that's not is it performing on the pitch, then what is the point, really? I think um, Rocco has something to say. Yeah, uh, if you flip back to the Arsenal fixtures, you've only really scraped wins, to be honest. You know, last minute against Wolves the second time, one goal against them in the first tie, only just beating Brentford. But, but then you have a look at Tottenham. They've battered Man City, three goals against them, 4-0 against Leeds, 5-0 against Everton, three past Brighton. So when we do have a good day, we have a good day convincingly. And that does show that we are, you know, we have more more quality than you. Yeah, um, I don't personally agree with that. I think a win is a win. Also, looking at Arsenal's fixtures, if you think a 3-2 win's a battering, then um, yeah, and also, Arsenal have been um, beating teams heavily too. Obviously, we, we do have a, li- a little um, goal-scoring problem at the moment, but now we beat um, Watford um, scoring three goals, which is an improvement. And our defence has been one of the, the main highlights this season and something that Arteta has really done really well to turn around because in previous seasons, okay, our defence has been the problem. And now Arteta has changed that around. And now if we fix up the attack, okay, which is looking like we will, we will um, get top four, in my opinion. Do you have anything to say on that, uh, Rocco? Yeah, well, you know, you get the win, but you don't... I'm sort of droning on here. You don't, you don't do it convincingly. And I know you, I know people will say, oh, you have no leg to stand on. You, you, you're, you're just you're delusional. But to be honest... We have we have proved it against the bigger teams. We've proved it again in the in Europe. If we're talking about two years ago, even this year, um, you know we've played in Europe and we've showed quality in Europe. We, you know, obviously we lost to Mura. That was the only loss in the Conference League, and then the reason we got kicked out unfairly is because we were you know, not able to play a game. So it's unfair that we got kicked out and Conference League could have been a very good chance of silverware. And obviously there is going to be no silverware this year, but definitely next. Now you're having a, now having a look at the clean sheets um, for, for this season, right? Manchester City, of course, at the top. And then in fourth place and fifth place are Arsenal and Tottenham. One clean sheet in between them. So you can't say that Tottenham are not a good club if they keep 10 clean sheets this season. Yeah, um, I'm not saying Tottenham aren't a good club. I'm saying I think at the moment Arsenal are better. And also, I think it was very interesting that um, Tottenham are only one clean sheet behind Arsenal because it shows that Tottenham have a little bit of balance, you know, between the attack and defence. And that's a positive, real positive for them. However, I'd just like to say that um, if you get the win, that's what counts. It doesn't matter winning convincingly, winning by five goals like Tottenham did against Everton. But... If you win, that gives you the three points. And that, I think, is why Arsenal are three points ahead of Tottenham Hotspur with the game in hand. And I think that that the table doesn't lie. And I think that is the differences between our two clubs right now. 
Okay, so I understand that you've made you've made a very good point. Arsenal on, on better form, slightly better, more consistent um, games at this moment. I'll agree to that. But you know, if we have a look at a bit of the the bigger picture, we um, we've seen Tottenham in the Champions League from 2020 um, since 2013, which is an, an outstanding achievement. The only club um, that have done that are. Manchester, actually not even Manchester United, um, not Arsenal, not Chelsea. I think it's, I think not Liverpool, sorry. It's been Chelsea and Tottenham are the only two clubs that have managed to do that. So that shows that Tottenham have quality to go through group stages into, you know, frankly, round of 16s and finals. Uh, we've been in two major finals in the last two seasons and we've messed it up. But we get to finals, so that's not, you know, rubbish. Um, Arsenal don't. Uh, the uh, The last time they were in a final, they coincidentally won it and it was an FA Cup final. So, you know, we do have a bit more consistency in the Europe. And then you're having a look at Arsenal and their time in the Champions League. They've been in the Champions League 2016, 17, 15, 16, 14 to 15 and 13 to 14. And they have only got to the round of 16. The furthest you've ever got is the final in five and six, right? So that's not a very good achievement. Um, and then you haven't been in the Champions League since the 1900s before 2003. Uh, yeah, um, that is a good point. But... Um... Surely you can't be saying that uh, Tottenham have more European dominance because between, uh, I mean, I don't know, in the 2000s, Arsenal were always the main competitor, really. If we didn't get to the final, we would get to the uh, semi-final. And we were always renowned as, as, a, as, a, as a team that could go quite far. Now, uh, Tottenham, did it, it really impressed me. Um, when they got to the final a couple of seasons ago, but it was quite lucky. It was it was a lot of skill, but also quite a lot of luck. So, you know, I do think that because I I do think that Arsenal gets top four this season, and I think that when we do, we will be able to uh, challenge and maybe get to the quarterfinals or even further in in the Champions League. Do so you think the moment, that the current we, we, Arsenal with team Tottenham's inconsistency? I can't really see that them getting top four and them challenging it in the Champions League at the moment. Do you think that the current Arsenal team would would you beat Bayern Munich to get through the group? No, I don't think we'd beat Bayern Munich. But well, it's then not a how are you going to get through the group? Isn't it? Isn't it? How, you, you, let alone would you be able to get past Shakhtar Donetsk? Uh, I mean, it's not about finishing top of, top of your group. Well, it's about first. getting through the group, isn't it? I know exactly. So you can finish second, and also, who says we'll get Bayern Munich in our group? I mean, I can see us challenging these teams. You know, I can see us challenging these teams, and I can see us uh, getting wins and and hurting these teams, because I think Arteta has completely turned us around. And I do think that if if we were to play a team like Bayern Munich at the moment, I think we would challenge. I don't, I'm not saying that we'd necessarily win, but I think we could we could get a draw. Or possibly even better, but definitely challenge. That's fair, that's fair enough, but I, I still you don't have the quality to beat an a international European title winning side. You can't even beat Liverpool at this point. You know, Tottenham can hold them to a draw. You know we are more capable in bigger games than Arsenal is what I've noticed. If you have a look at Arsenal's last games against the big six, yes, you beat Tottenham. You lost to Chelsea. You lost to Liverpool. You lost to Man City twice. 
So, it, and it and it's not about Arsenal beating Tottenham this the earlier this season. Yeah, we have beaten you most of the time in the past few seasons, and also we just we just have that international quality that I don't think Arsenal will ever get again. Yeah, you know that's interesting. But now looking here at um the head to head record between Arsenal and Tottenham, Arsenal have 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 much better. Uh, head-to-head record um, just letting it load here but I-, I can see that Arsenal do have the quality against Spurs because we- as you say um, it's not all about beating them in games but we have beaten you this season and, and looking at the Premier League record um, we've played 58 games and um, Arsenal have won 21 and Tottenham have won 14 and we've scored more goals and kept more clean sheets than you. So I think, that, I, I, think, I think that if we were to play Tottenham, and, and it will be very interesting in the North London derby uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, I do think that we, we, we would beat or, or get a draw against you because I can't see at the moment Tottenham beating Arsenal. Well, half of these stats are from the 1900s. So it's not a very fair comparison, comparing something from 20 years ago. And then you can you 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 know you proceed to talk about something that's happening now. Um, is is not um it's not a fair comparison. It's not a very fair test. But you have but then you, if you do have a look at the most recent ones, it has been really a much more anticipated clash than than expected this season. Obviously because of top four, which is on on the line. So I think you are your. Your comparison is not very fair. Um, and then look, you have a look at the recent um, head-to-head. So obviously you did beat us 3-1. And then you we beat you 1-0 in a preseason. Uh, and then after you beat us 2-1, and then we beat you 2-0. Then we beat you 2-1. You, um, we beat you, and then we drew 2-2. And then we drew 1-1. Then we beat you 2-0. And then, we, and then you beat us 4-2. That's since 2018. The majority of those fixtures are on Tottenham's side. So if you consider head-to-head records as a good measurement, then last three years, four years, Tottenham are dominating it. Yeah, um, you know, I wouldn't agree with that because, you know... Well, you can't disagree with the stats, any, can you? Because any that's... kind of, of domination in, in the... Well, the score, the score line. Um, sorry? The scoreline, that's that's a clear representation no, of the No, I mean, like, I mean, uh, I know that Tottenham have, have beaten Arsenal in the last couple of uh, couple of years, but I'm, I, I don't see any clear signs like Tottenham win, Tottenham win, Tottenham win. Uh, what, I, what I'm seeing is more Tottenham win, draw, Arsenal win, Tottenham win, draw, Arsenal win, which is much more balanced, you know, and, and uh, Tottenham-Arsenal's rivalry has heightened up in the last couple of years, um, considering that our two sides are much closer together in ability and, and form. But I just do think Arsenal currently, because we're talking about form here, have the edge over Tottenham in the table and in and in um in consistency. Oh it's fixtures, I think Tottenham do win, but I think you're you're looking at current form, as I said, you probably do win, but then we move on. Um, we have a look at some of the individual players, right? Let's, let's do a comparison by team, yeah? If you have a look at the... So, so consider your Arsenal's strongest 11, yeah? And then 
compare it with Tottenham's strongest eleven. So um, if we'll just compare the goalkeeper, compare the uh, defenders, and then maybe that's a bit of a maybe that's a fair that's a fair comparison. Obviously, best team on form, not uh, ever, of course. So I think in goal for Tottenham um, is Hugo Lloris, who is better than Aaron Ramsdale in I think many ways. Um, well, I just like to clarify something. Uh, are we talking about form? Here currently, because I, I I do think that on form, um, Aaron Ramsdale is a better goalkeeper than Hugo. No, we're, talk, we're talking overall. Because, so, because, so you re- I know, but I know, but how can you? You're only as good as your last game, really, which is what I'm saying. And what I've been seeing with Ramsdale is that he's got a little bit of consistency. Um, with Loris, he's made many mistakes, you know, over the course of the season. So I don't really see if it, if we're on form, I don't see a clear clear cut difference between the two keepers so, so if we're talking about form yeah, just just a slight detract so does that mean uh julian alvarez is better than mbappe he's on he's on better form so he must must be he's better no i mean um but by form i mean last last five ten games really and um i don't think julian alvarez has had better five ten games than mbappe because they play in different leagues against different oppositions okay fine uh, and Lloris play in the same league against a variety of the same oppositions. Okay, but I, I definitely Hugo Luis is the better player though. He's won a World Cup. He's won. He's almost. He got to the Euros final. He's captain of the national team of France, which won the World Cup. I, I do not see how a a, a, seven, a nineteen a twenty one year old could be better than a thirty five year old experienced. World Cup winning goalkeeper that is the captain and of his world of of his country and club. At the moment, though, we are talking about um, Tottenham and Arsenal's exile, aren't we? Out of that starting eleven, sorry, um, out of that, all I've been hearing is the French national team. You know, this is a Tottenham starting eleven. What's he? What's he done for Tottenham? Well, he's he's got the most appearances. Surely that means that several managers can trust him: Pochettino, Conte, Jose Mourinho. He wouldn't play if managers didn't trust him. Okay, we'll, we'll move on to the we'll move on to the defense because, um, okay. right, Christian Romero is better than Gabriel, definitely, definitely. No. Um... Yes, yes, yes. He is the best player at Tottenham's defense by a long way, and he is much better than Gabriel. He's not afraid to go into a challenge. He can tactically help all of the defense. He has a positive influence on the whole defense. And don't don't look up clean sheets between Gabriel and Romero because that does not mean anything. And I believe that, and I believe that Romero does actually have more. And he's he's not afraid to pick up a yellow card, and he he will do what it takes for the team to win us a game. So surely Romero comes ahead of Gabriel. Also, Gabriel does have a bit of a temper, so that is a bit of a downside to him as well. Yeah, I personally I don't think it's such a big gap between Romero and Gabriel. I think they're they are quite close. I do think that just on consistency. On consistency, I'd go for Gabriel, but in the all-round player, considering Gabriel hasn't proved himself as much, and he can, as you say, he he has a temper, and 
Uh, we wouldn't want to. Well, Annie wouldn't want makes to. mistakes, Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Yeah, so um, that's not a very good thing. You wouldn't want to sign someone yeah, know, who makes know, mistakes I, and gets sent off, do you? Yeah, I, I know, I know. That's why I'm giving Romero the um the um looking over Gabrielle. Finally, you get some some sense there. Eric Dyer versus Ben White. Per, to be honest, Ben White probably does have a bit of a better future, but Eric Dyer, a solid centre back, does do what he needs to do. Um. But yeah, I, I would um, take Ben White over him. Yeah, me too. I think we are um, agreed on that one. Now, are we moving on to right back? Right right back, to be honest, is definitely Tomiyasu because Matt Doherty is very bad. Um, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's rubbish. Um, a lot of the time I've seen really poor quality passes and um, and shots from him, so I definitely would say Tomiyasu. Yeah, Tomiyasu currently... Um injured on the bench but can't wait to see him play again now moving on to left back okay um, well we have a choice between Ryan Sessegnon and Regulon Sessegnon is the one who's on form now getting selected for most games and uh, Regulon could possibly be contended as the best left back in Tottenham but he's he probably Tierney's very good but he he probably does not come near Tierney. I think Tierney probably is the best best player um, out of the left back. So uh, I would consider having Tierney instead of Ryan Sessegnon or Regulon. Yeah, uh, I actually really rate Regulon. I think he's I think he's um, a, a, a very good player, and I think Tierney is also um, very good. So I think both our clubs have very strong players in in the left back position now moving on to um center mids who do you think should should get the nod well i've seen bentancor coming um coming well i saw bentancor sorry coming into the team and he's been very very good um i think that um he's been very influential in the midfield for tottenham hotspur and he does know how to pass a ball through to harry kane some excellent balls i saw from against the game in Everton and he managed to do some really nice football there obviously he was injured for the past two games um, so I would put him over Partey I, I believe that's your centre midfield yeah uh, I would agree with with you there um, on current form you know I think I, I've seen flashes of, of Partey's brilliance um, he, he's very solid but overall nothing nothing too special to see about his shots are very wayward as well. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you and go for Bentancor there. Now we're going to move on to um, Xhaka versus Ruibier. Now, I think I'm going to let Oscar, you speak on that one. Yeah, you know, Xhaka, uh, he's very inconsistent. But, but so is Hoiberg, you could say. So two of these very evenly matched. Um, you know, Xhaka's made a great partnership with, with Partey over the over the course of the season. So on form, I would go um, for Xhaka. However, because of, of what's happened in the past, how how he's got he, he's 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 got many red, red cards, I would go for, for for Hoiberg overall. Would you agree on that one? To be honest, not really, because if you do want a solid centre midfield, you know, Xhaka isn't a bad place to go. He is, he can, you know, direct a game. He can uh, improve the tempo of the game. So that's where it really shows a quality player. Um, I think we're going to move on to now. What are we going to move on to? Left left wingers? Yeah, left wingers. Now, that's an interesting battle for Tottenham. It would be Heung-Min Son. And for Arsenal, it would be... Gabriel Martinelli. Now, obviously, I think... It's no doubt about it, as I've said in previous episodes. Hyung Min Son 
any day of the week because he's just such a versatile player. Finishing, pace, shooting, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you on that. Um, you know, Martinelli is is a um, he is he's a bright youngster, you know, and, and I think he's he's got very exciting um, he's got very exciting times for him in in the future. But you know, I would I would go for Son um, overall, of course. Now moving on to right winger uh, for Arsenal, it's Saka, and for Tottenham, uh, Lucas Moura. Now I think definitely Saka. Because he has, uh, although he did really, in theory, miss the penalty, um, he has bounced back from that insanely. He has bounced back from it insanely, and he's one, the only one that has Rashford and Sancho struggling this season. But Saka has had a brilliant season. That just proves that he is the right right winger for England. Right mindset for Gareth Southgate's team, and the right mindset for the Premier League. Yeah, you know, Saka's incredible because he, he, he's worked on, on what he needs to improve. You know, last season he, he had the skill, but he, his shooting was lacking a little bit. This season he's completely improved his shooting with, with a great, with uh, most recently a brilliant finish against Brentford and brilliant finish against uh, Watford. Now, um, you know, Lucas Mora. Um, do you have anything to, 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 to say on his bar? He's a good player and he's won trophies at PSG but not at Tottenham and that's and he is an old player and obviously I'd choose the younger player over the old player most 9 out of time 9 out of 10 times now I think we're going to go for a central attacking midfielder and yeah it's going to be Odegaard for Arsenal and for Tottenham I'm just thinking because we don't always play central attacking midfielders and Dombele is of course on loan so I would I would say you know, Ndombele is still at Tottenham, so we'll say Ndombele versus Odegaard. And for me, Odegaard, 100%. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you on that one. You know, Odegaard, he, he, he's, he's very, in my opinion, quite underrated. You know, he, he hasn't, he's been very much un, very underpraised compared to some other Arsenal stars like Saka, Smith-Rowe, Gabriel Martinelli. And but I think he he is a real he's a real core in in that in the heart of that Arsenal attack. His performance against Watford was absolutely outstanding. His goal was brilliant. He's been creating so many chances, and he he, he for, for a Real Madrid um, rejects really. He's absolutely incredible. Yeah, that is really summed up really nicely there. And I think the next striker is going to be, and there's no doubt about it. Harry Kane and Lacazette. Now, obviously, Harry Kane does take the pip there. An international striker, captain of England. He is off form, but he's gaining it back again. Do you have anything to say on Lacazette or Kane's path? Yeah, uh, I would agree with you that one. Definitely um, Kane um, for that. Now, Harry Kane, um, at the start of the season, he was, he, he was, he was, he was off form. To put it that way, um, he he didn't he didn't have a great start to the season, but now his performance against Manchester City to cap off a three-two win was absolutely outstanding, and his and his um, his goal in the five-nil win against Everton was absolutely incredible, a bit like um, Cristiano Ronaldo's goal against Tottenham earlier in the seasons earlier in the season. But um, I really think he is a real complete player because he can drop in. He, he, he's changed his game. He, he's, he doesn't just score goals now. He assists quite a lot too. And that, for that, I think that he 100% gets the pip over Lacazette. Right, so that is the team, you know, that is the team uh, analysis. I think 
we have had I think it's been very even hasn't it um, between the picks so I think maybe that doesn't quite settle the debate more to come in a second so thank you everybody of course for listening once again it's been such a pleasure to um, host this show so um, if you do enjoy remember to keep listening on Spotify and of course question of the week coming up in a second now the question of the week is on now and Oscar's going to introduce it for you guys yeah now the question of the week now is how many goals has Harry Kane scored in the North London derby remember to get your answers in down below thank you very much everybody for listening of course and we hope to see you very soon